0: We learned in the previous period, the previous chapter that if a doubtful case of impurity occurs in a private location, then it is ruled stringently. Although in general there is a concept in cases of doubt of chazokah, that we presume that the status of something remains the same as it has been until now, unless we know as a fact that the status has changed. And so, according to that rule, if we are unsure whether a person became Tome or not, so they should be ruled as being pure, because their status until now has been that they are pure. However, it is learnt from the Torah's description of a Saito, who is a woman who is, commit, is accused by her husband of committing adultery, and she is seen by witnesses alone with another man. Now, there is a doubt as to whether she had relations with the other man, And even though it's a doubt, the Torah rules that she's forbidden to remain married to her husband, as if we know that she has had relations with another man. Unless she goes through the entire procedure that the Torah describes for a Saitah. But without that, we see that even out of doubt, she becomes forbidden to remain married to her husband. And it is learned from there that any other case of a doubt in regards to Tumor, which is similar to that case... Also, we do not rely on the concept of Khazaka, and we rule stringently and out of doubt the person will be considered to be Tomei. Now, because this is going against the general rule of Khazaka, it only applies in a case that is similar to the scenario that the Torah talked about of a seita, and one of the criteria that are necessary is that the subject of the doubt needs to be a person who is able to give details about the scenario that occurred. And that's why we learned that a very young child, for example, would not be included, but a regular adult would be included. And if he has a doubt with regards to tumor that occurs in a private area, then he would be considered Tommy out of doubt. We're going to see now that the extent of the rules does not only apply to the person himself, but for example, something which a person is holding is also included. If a person is standing in a private location, and he's holding on to something, and a doubt arises as to whether that item touched a source of impurity or not, out of doubt, we would consider it to be tommy, just like if the person had a doubt, because it's the person who is holding it at that time. The question of the Mishnah is <laughs> If somebody throws a item that is impure, and has the ability to transfer its impurity, he throws it from one place to another, all in a private location if he throws a tohar loaf of bread amongst keys that are tome and are able to make the bread tome or the other way around that he threw a tome key amongst tohar loaves of bread and there's a doubt as to whether the metal key that is tome touched the loaf and made it tome or not according to the first opinion of the Mishnah tohar the loaves remain pure out of doubt because since the person threw it, so the item is not viewed as being an extension of the person himself, it has less of an association with the person, so the subject of doubt is specifically that item, and that item is not similar to a soita, so we follow the regular rule of Chazaka, and we presume that the item is still Tahar, until we know as a fact that it became Tomei. Rabbi Yehuda says that actually, just like when one is holding something, we view the item that he is holding just like the person himself, it's an extension, He's, it's associated with the person. Likewise, when one throws it, since it's being thrown from his force, it is also associated with him, and therefore, if he threw Kikor a loaf of bread that is tohar, that we, until now, is tohar, he throws that amongst keys, then there's a doubt whether it touched the tome keys or not. Tome, out of doubt, the loaves do become tome. Now, although that is the case, Rabbi Yehuda does agree that Maftech is is tohar, if he threw the key that is Tomei, uh, and he threw it to an area where there are loaves, and there's a doubt whether it touched the loaves or not, in this case, Huda agrees that Tahar, the loaves remain pure out of doubt. And this is because of a new rule that the mission is now going to introduce, that if the doubt occurs in a location that is not a defined and fixed place, it's neither considered to be a private area or a public area, like over here, where the place of the impure item is in the middle of the air, and that's where the point of doubt occurs. In this case, the doubt is ruled leniently, even if it's inside, technically speaking, of a private area. Mishnah base. This Mishnah is a continuation of the rule that was introduced in the previous Mishnah, If there isn't a fixed location in which the doubt occurs, then even if it is in a private area, since it's not resting on the ground or somewhere where it's considered to be fixed to a certain level, so it would not be ruled stringently. Ha-Sheretz if there is a Sheretz, which is one of the eight small animals that the Torah lists as being an Av a primary level of impurity when they are dead, if there is a Sheretz p'fi'achuldor in the mouth of a weasel. A weasel is carrying inside of its mouth a source of impurity. truma, And the weasel is walking over loaves of truma. And the question is whether the, whether the loaves became tome or not. And the weasel itself, which is alive, cannot become tome, and all the more so it can't transfer any impurity onwards. The only question is whether the sherets, the source of impurity that's being held in the mouth of the weasel, touched the loaves and made them tome in that way. So then it just says, If there is a doubt whether or not the sherets had contact with the loaves, that doubt is ruled as being pure, because in this case as well, the sherets is not considered to be in a fixed place at all. It's in the mouth of the khuldar, and it's very much like it's in the middle of the air. So even though it is in a private location... Nevertheless, the regular rule of chazaka is applied, and out of doubt, we assume that the loaves remain pure. <laughs> if there is a sheretz, once again, a source of impurity inside of the mouth of a weasel, Kelev, or there is a dead animal, a different dead animal, inside the mouth of a dog, v'avrubinatahoyrim, and these animals passed in between different pure people or if pure people passed in between them and there is a doubt whether there was contact between the source of impurity and the person so tahar their doubt is ruled as being pure out of doubt because there is no fixed place for the source of impurity like we explained the Mishnah is coming to show that even in a case where the animal that's holding on to the source of impurity in its mouth is still, and therefore I might have thought that now it is considered to be that the Sheretz or the Navela is in a fixed place somewhat. The Mishnah says that even in that case, it's not considered to be in a fixed place. It's as if it's in the middle of the air because the mouth of an alive animal is not considered to be a place where it's resting in any fixed way. Mishnah, what happens if the animal drops the source of impurity and the dog or the weasel started to peck at the dead animal whilst it was on the ground Omar and a particular person said I went to that place and I was nearby and the i don't know I have a doubt whether or not I touched the source of impurity in this case feko tome his doubt is ruled as being because now the source of impurity does have a fixed place, it's on the ground, and it's in a private location, and therefore, out of doubt, it is ruled, the person will be ruled as Tome. Of course, it's only because the subject of the doubt is a person, and so the rule to say that the tumor out of doubt in a private area will apply. Misha the concept, this new rule that we have introduced, that if the source of impurity is not resting in a fixed place at all, then even if it's in a public, even if it's in a private area, nevertheless, it is, the doubt is still ruled leniently, and the person will be pure. The source for this in the Torah is with regards to a sheretz. A sheretz is a source of impurity which can be transferred via touching or carrying but there is a far more severe level of impurity that is one that comes from a dead body. A dead body transfers its impurity even via Tumas ohel, which means that anything that's underneath the same roof as the dead body becomes Tome, and also anything which is directly above or directly below the dead body becomes Tome. This is called the transfer of Eihel, the transfer of the tumor via Eihel, and since this is a new way of the tumor being transferred, Which doesn't exist with a Sheretz, so the rule that we just stated does not apply to such a source of impurity. And because of that, if there is a piece of a dead human body that's at least the size of an olive in the mouth of a raven flying... In the sky and hail al There is a doubt whether the raven and the piece of the dead body was directly above a person or an object in a private area. Says the Mishnah, so fake odom. The doubt as reg- with regards to the person is ruled as Tommy, as being impure because it's a person and he is in a private location. And even though the source of impurity is not in a, is not resting in any fixed place. Nevertheless, it is still Tome because this is a unique tumor transfer via being directly above. However, Sveik kalim, the doubt that arises with regards to the objects that are there, Tohar is always going to be ruled as being pure because the general rule of Chazaka always applies to objects. The only time that we're ever able to say that out of doubt something's going to be Tome is if it's a person, just like a Saitar. Now, the Mishnah continues with another exception to the rules that we have learned until now. The first half of the Mishnah gave an exception to the rule of Ein a source of impurity that's not resting in any, any fixed place. The rest of this Mishnah brings an exception to the general rule that a person in a private location, if a doubt arises with regards to him or anything that he is holding, whether or not he or it became Tomei, then it is ruled stringently. Over here, the Mishnah brings an exception, if somebody fills up water from a well... ...with a bucket ten times, and he uses that bucket, and he, he pours the water into a larger bucket, a larger container... ...and he does that a few times, and then... the When he fills up one of the... when he fills up the bucket on one of the times, he finds a sheritz inside the bucket. Now, the well, the water in the well itself certainly is pure, because that water is in the ground, and therefore it cannot become tommy... Just like the ground itself can't become Tommy, The bucket of water that's in front of us right now, with a sherretz inside of it, certainly is Tommy. It's definite that the source of impurity touched that water. The question is, what about all of the other water that has been poured into the larger container? Are we concerned that the sherretz was there earlier on, inside of the bucket, which means that all of the water that had been poured into the large container became Tommy from the sheritz? Or not? Now, the person was holding onto the bucket... And therefore, it should—it does fit into the category of things that would generally be ruled stringently in a private location. But in this case, the Mishnah says that Hu Tomay the bucket that's in front of him right now certainly is Tomay because we can see the sheretz is in the water. However, the Chulan Tahirin, all of the other buckets of water that have been filled up into the container, that have been poured into the container—they are ruled as being pure. And the reason for this is because we have a separate assumption based on the reality that if there was a Sheretz in the bucket earlier on, then it's almost definite that it would have been poured into the larger container together with the water that was poured into the larger container. It's extremely unlikely that this Sheretz was in that bucket and the water was poured out of the bucket, but the Sheretz remained inside of the bucket. And therefore, we can be pretty certain that the Sheretz only entered into this bucket... After the last bucket of water that was poured into the container was indeed poured into that container, the Mishnah ends off with a new rule in regards to deciding doubts of impurity. Hama kli one who pours water from one utensil into another, v'neimtsal and then a sheretz, which is a source of impurity, is found in the lower bucket that now has the water inside of it, and there is a doubt as to whether the sheretz was inside. Of the first bucket and it was just poured into the next one, or if the Sherritz was always in the second bucket. Even though the person was holding on to both of these containers and it is in a private location, nevertheless, Ha elyon Tohar, the upper bucket, the one from which the water was poured, is considered to be pure out of doubt. The reason for this is because of a new rule that Tuma we don't introduce a new possibility of impurity in a particular location, in a particular place, if it was never found there. Over here, we know that there's a sheretz in this second bucket. We don't know if there was ever the sheretz in the first bucket at all. Up until now, we've been talking about cases where we know that the source of impurity, let's say, flew through the air. And the subject of the, the question which we're asking is whether it touched the pure item or not. Over here we don't even know if the source of impurity ever was situated in the first bucket, and therefore we don't even begin to cast doubts on the status of that first bucket based on this rule of So if we summarize, although in general a person or something that is being held by a person and is in a private location, if there is a doubt with regards to whether it became Tome, it is ruled as being Tome out of doubt. There are two exceptions. Number one is if the source of the impurity is not resting in any fixed place. For example, it's in the middle of the air or it's inside of the mouth of an animal. And the second exception is if we're discussing a particular object that we don't even know if the source of impurity was ever inside of it or not at all.